0: Welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. I have a Laffy Taffy joke for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to eat it and then I was like, let me wait. Okay. Um, What do you call a picture of a bookcase? I don't know. A shelfie. Oh, that's funny. It's pretty good, huh? Um, What
1: do you call... Oh, sorry, you have another one. Okay, no, go, 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 go. I like this. Oh, I'm saying, oh. oh like, good. I, I have one. Um, what is someone who does karate's favorite tea?
0: Karate. Yeah. (laughs) Karate. Karate. Um, What did the parking lot say to the garage? Oh, I don't know. Be carful. Oh, that's funny. Pretty funny. Silly, but good. I love little jokes like that. I know. They're so corny and good.
1: I've been having a really hard time finding a good TV show to watch. I just feel like 2023... I know some years you're, you're like, wow, there were
0: so many good TV. Well, maybe not. You're- <laughs> no, COVID, we had like Ted Lasso. Yeah. And the guy, the Tiger King. Yeah. That TV was on. Un- and we had the Uber show. Yes. And we had WeWork. It was, it was so good. I feel like 2023 was a kind of a slow year. Everyone was like still trying to digest. So Pete and
1: I were scrolling on TikTok last night because like we, we were like best shows to watch and like you just watch all the TikToks where they say it. And... I mean, it took like an hour to find something, but we finally stumbled upon Fargo, the TV show. Have you heard of that?
0: Aren't you from there? Or that's where North—that's that, where we went to school. school in Fargo. <laughs> oh, have you heard of that show? That was—it's very popular. It's still going. No, what's it about?
1: So I'm not exactly sure if every season is the same story or if it's one of those shows where every season is a different story. But the first season is just like, it's one of those like dark shows where like there's a lot of killing and like weird random stuff is happening, but it's like really good. Kind of funny too. Oh. But one of the characters was like telling a bunch of knock-knock jokes. That's how I got that. Wait, I'm kind of in on that though. I think you and Mr. President would actually really like Fargo because it's a show where you have to pay attention. Okay. And you have to think. And it's like- Like have you ever seen I'm trying to think of a show where it's like gruesome but also kind of silly. Okay. Yeah. I like the silly component. I need that. Like I'm not watching being like oh my gosh. But like sometimes I'm like, oh, oh, that that's
0: that's that's nasty. But then you're like, oh my God, this character is such a goof. Okay, I'm going to try it tonight. You should. Tonight is like a show night for me. I will say, though, the episodes are an hour long. Whoa. But you know what? Do you want them to end? Like, you don't want them and you want to watch another one after? Yeah, except we watched one episode last night and Pete was like, did we just watch a movie? Oh, so long.
1: And then all of a sudden we're on episode two and I was like, I don't really know what the plot is. And he's like, well, it's because we're only on the second episode. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't really know what the plot is. Do you spend most time at your apartment or his? Um, so it depends. Usually his, because I have a roommate, but my roommate is gone this week, still back home. Um, so we've been spending, it's only been a day, I guess. So we've been spending, um, we'll probably spend more time in my apartment just be- until she gets back and then we'll give her her space and then we'll spend it at his. Okay. I love his apartment though. It's so cute. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, um, it's like very cold at night. Oh. Because he gets to control the heat at his apartment. Wow. In New York, if you live in a pre-war building, you don't get to control the heat. That's nice that he gets to. Yeah.
0: And you've heard my heat, like the clinking. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So that's... that's. I'm glad it's cozy and it's so close to yours. It's not like a big... You don't have to like schlep a lot of clothes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cute. Yeah. Um. It's kind of a, a, deeper, a deeper episode. It, it is. Which I feel like we haven't had one of those in a long time. Well, yeah, probably since... The live show when you talked about your relationship status, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, I actually would say. Totally. Because that, I had to make a week to recover from that mentally.
1: Yeah. Because this one, we're going to dive a lot into, I feel like a lot of times we get the question, when do you know when it's time to end a relationship permanently, or I should say end a marriage permanently, or when you should continue to work on it? And I think that's something, I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm just trying, to, just trying to tee you up. I feel like that's probably what you went through for a little bit in your marriage before you got divorced. Did I word that correctly? Yeah, you word you did. You can word it better for me. No, no, I think that's the question. I, because relationships are very different than marriages, because relationships you can just break up. But marriages like, you have to go through a very serious process. Yes. So I, I want to make that very clear that we're talking about first, like marriages, because they're a big, like, they are... Not a bigger deal to end because I don't want to like diminish anyone's feelings when ending a relationship, but
0: they're more work to end legally. Well, and you have to think about when you break up with somebody. So Mr. President and I actually talk about this a lot because he broke up with somebody after six years. They lived together. Mm-hmm. OK, but but then I, I divorced somebody after four years, less time. Um, but I, you know, I have his last name. There's something around planning a wedding, having showers. I've got a whole slew of wedding registry gifts. Mm-hmm. People spent money to fly to L.A. You know, like um, I, we had I, my last name and his last name were the same on credit cards. We filed taxes together. He didn't say this is my girlfriend. He said that was my wife. Mm-hmm. And, and in society, that that does... Because I like to equate the two because I'm with you and you and I are so quick to do this and be like, we don't want to diminish the fact that you guys were dating and you still had a breakup and it was heartbreaking. Totally. And I don't want to win the pain award. Yeah. Not interested. Would rather lose it. Not And not that mine was more painful, but in terms of people's perception on it, when you break up with somebody, you're actually saying, no. I can't spend my life with you. Mm -hmm. When you divorce somebody, you're saying, no, I signed up to spend my life with you and I chose you for life and that didn't work. So when you break up beforehand, people are like, hey, good for you for not going through with it. Yeah. With me, it was like, oh, didn't make it. And it's like, they're they're viewed totally different by society. That's actually so crazy what you just
1: said because you're right, if you break up with someone in a long-term relationship and you in your reasoning is I wanted something different for myself or I didn't want to settle. You are, you're like pat on the back. You're like, I'm so proud of you for not settling. But when you are married, no matter the amount of time, if you end something, cause you want something better for yourself or you just didn't fit together anymore. People kind of slap you on the hands and are like, you
0: should have tried harder. Yeah. Like, Oh, you guys didn't make it. Yeah. Like why? I feel like I'm so sorry. You took vows. Do your vows not mean anything to you? Yeah. It's like, no, they, they do like, trust me, you know? And I, I hear that side and when I get I get these DMs all the time and it's just a marriage problem of a, a, my girlfriend wants to get married but I don't know if it's right it's every scenario you can think of mm-hmm. and I just don't answer any of them and I, I sometimes I'll send back hearts but I don't I don't know. And let me let me tell you something too. I I get I get some kudos because I didn't have we didn't have kids, mm-hmm. and it's like there's so much that's really tough around divorce. Honestly, it's taken me. I I kind of forgot we were doing this episode. I do feel ready to talk about it. Um, but it's so heavy when you're going through it, and it's like your brain cannot catch up. To your actions, to what's really, to reality. And you're just stuck in this. Your brain is constantly trying to snap back into waking up and being like, I was married, now I'm not. You know, and it's like you, you have a really hard time arriving to what's happened now. So when people ask, how do you know when to keep fighting or how do you know when to call it quits? I don't know Mm -hmm. the recipe for that. The only thing I can say after that year with confidence is I know I followed my gut and I know my gut was right. Mm -hmm. So I sit here today and I say, I made the right decision. I made a hard decision. It was the toughest year I've had yet, but the payoff and the pain it was the correct thing for me moving forward. j how much do you love coffee? I love coffee more than anything in this world. Well, I've got something better than coffee. Please tell. Mudwater. It is a coffee alternative with four adaptogenic mushrooms and avertic herbs, which Whoa. I've had this before and I am absolutely obsessed with it because... With only a fraction of caffeine as a co- of a cup of coffee, you get the energy without the jitters or the crash of coffee. And it actually works. I love this. I actually took it last week.
1: And my biggest thing with coffee and other caffeine is I get headaches. Mm-hmm. And I start to feel so tired
0: by 3 p.m. I didn't feel any of that with mud water. It was so awesome. And I bet you felt more focused. Yes, I did. And better gym performance. Yes, that's correct. And you're probably feeling not sick at all because your immune system is boosted. Yep. And all of that is actually backed up in this. Okay, so there's chai for mood and a hint of caffeine. Boost your mood. Lion's made to support focus, which that's actually so true. Also, this coffee, it's the best because it does support physical performance, your immune system, and added cinnamon for antioxidants. I've recently started putting cinnamon in my coffee. Phenomenal taste. Ooh, I know. Chai is like my new favorite flavor of the season. And do you do yours with um, honey or oat milk? I do oat milk. Mudwater is also Whole30 approved, 100% USDA organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, vegan, and kosher certified. Also, you guys, because you know we love giving back as well. Mudwater donates monthly to the Berkeley Center for the Science of Psychedelics. And Mudwater believes that this country is a mental health epidemic and sees psychedelics as a useful tool for individuals with depression, PTSD, anxiety, and other mental health experiences. So, you guys, get on board with this. Get 15% off. Go to MudWTR, that's MudWTR.com slash Mean Girl to support the show and get your 15% off. Enjoy the no jitters. It's the best. So you don't make the decision sometimes out of fear. So reasons I wouldn't have got divorced. Fear of what people would think of me. Fear of if I made the wrong decision. Fear of being alone. Fear of this isn't that bad. What if there's not better out there? Mm Mm-hmm fear of finances, fear of failure. So there was all of that over here. And then on this side was just something in me saying like, none of that is bigger than what my heart and my gut are telling me. And I talked about it last episode, but like your learned gut. Yeah. Which is the gut that was, you know, Raised in in raised in the church, raised in Oklahoma, raised with w- two wonderful parents that are very happily married on both sides, that I look up to and love, and am so thankful as a kid to have that as a mentor. Which is why I, I find it important to not to have not had the kids. Now, plenty of people have kids and get divorced, and I I my heart goes out to you because I know to make that decision is even tougher. Yeah. And they're making the right decision. everyones You just have to trust when I say this. Everyone's making the correct decisions for themselves. And I knew my correct decision was not to have kids with this person, but instead to do this path. Now, all that being said, my learned gut was all of these values that are very important to me. And I'm thankful for them. And I love them. And they're a large part of who I am. But they don't fit 100% me. So I had my gut that was like raised. And then I have my gut today. That's Alex's soul, I call it. And that gut was on one side and the fear was on the other. And it was just like if I could find the strength to follow my gut, the fear of not knowing if I did that became way bigger than the fear of all these other things. Mm -hmm. That's how I need to do it. So the only thing I can say is like I'm so careful not to give advice around this because I'm just like, please fight for your marriage. Mm -hmm. Please fight for your relationship if you love the person. You know, if that's what's right for you, I don't know. All I know is what's in your gut. And it's, it's why when I'm greeted with my friend I mentioned last episode that sent me a sweet text, um, my friends that are just like, I love you, or my friends that, you know, are in so many words not as supportive. All three of those, I just welcome it all because none of it actually has anything to do with me. The only thing that has anything to do with me is that Alex followed her gut, and I'm really happy I did. And outside of that, there's a whole slew of opinions that could have scared me, but none of them do because I wake up every day and I'm happy and I'm peaceful, mm-hmm. and that's the payoff that I wanted, and and I got, um, and I and I feel more alive, more peace, all these things. But I think I think that that probably covers like what people would be thinking around it, or maybe. People say, my parents will never talk to me again if I do it. And it's like, but it's your life. Yeah. And at the end of your life, whether you believe in heaven or wherever, you know, whatever it is, it's just you and that person standing there. Your parents aren't there saying, Mm -hmm. thank you for following my path. They're dead and gone. Yeah. You know, your best friend, I don't know where she's at. It's just you. So if you start to live it for you, I think that'll look a little different than what society has in mind for you. But I promise after picking, like, Alex's happiness could be perceived as selfish. I think it's perceived as the meaning of life. Um, it, it pays off tenfold.
1: Yeah. I mean, what you said, I mean, you said it so beautifully. I I could not have said it better myself. <laughs> but we do. We get so many questions in me Girl Pod DMs. And like you said in your DMs of people always almost wanting us to make the decision for them, which they're not it's not because like they're actually asking for us to make that decision, but we always do that. We always are like, what should I do? What should I do? And when it comes to decisions like ending a marriage or ending a relationship, truly the only person who can make that decision is yourself. And if you take the time to consciously listen to your gut, you will get the answer. Like everyone, like you will, f- you will figure out which way you're leaning more towards. And you just have to figure out if you actually are going to, get the courage to go that direction
0: and like follow what your life is supposed to be for yourself. I think that's a really good point. Like I think when you say they're looking for us to make the decision for them, I want to further and say they're looking for us to validate the decision they know they want to make. Yes. And I get you being so scared. Like I was, I had this thought in my head Starting to brew. Mm-hmm. And I would not physically slap myself, but, like, mentally and emotionally, like, stop. Like, bad. You know, like... And, and I felt so wrong for them to start to enter into my head. hmm And they got bigger and badder, and I couldn't ignore them. And... The last thing I wanted to do was, like, face that feeling inside of me. I... Wanted to ignore it so bad. And I probably pushed it down for three months maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm somebody that can, I I am pretty good at being uncomfortable. And I love to say do it scared. And a lot of times I'll do that. But I tell you what, this this was one mountain that I was like, I can't climb it scared. I'm not even allowed to climb it. hmm Like you just make this marriage work. And that's, that is just all, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. And every day, my gut just got bigger and more loud, and I couldn't ignore it. And I come out on the other side saying it was the best thing that ever happened to me. None of this, let me make this very clear, none of this has to do with Graham. He is lovely, wonderful, and I, I, just, I want to preface this all the time. When I tell these stories, I'm telling them from my lens mm-hmm. about a situation, not about a person. Yeah. Because he was wonderful. But it has to do with—and I need to give myself more permission to talk about this and say this isn't me saying anything bad about him in the slightest because Mm -hmm. he deserves an award for that. You know, like, I always say when I married him, I was at the right place at the right time, and that is all true. However, the situation, people change, and we have to give ourselves grace about that. And I need to be okay saying, yeah, it got louder that I was in the wrong relationship depending on one, where my trajectory was going two where I was at in my life right now Mm -hmm. and just giving yourself permission. But here's the thing. I didn't start asking people when I was scared of the feeling. I didn't ask anybody. Mm -hmm. I didn't say a thing because I wasn't sure when I became pretty sure what I was feeling, I started asking some people and talking about it and going to couples therapy. Oh wait, that's so valid. And I would talk to my therapist and I would bring it up to you a little bit. That's when I needed validation from people that it was okay to do it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get a lot of validation. But but I know when you're DMing me saying, I don't know whether or not, it's like, well, I don't either. But you've got a gut. And if you want me to tell you to listen to your gut, I'll tell you two things about it. It's not going to be easy. And you're probably asking me because you think I can make it easier on you, but I can't. Yeah. And it's just like, we can't validate that because guess what? It is not going to be easy.
1: Yeah, and I feel like – because I have a question for you um, to help kind of – to help people's brains, like, differentiate when is it time to end something and when is it time to work through something. When – like, throughout your whole – you guys were married five years?
0: uh, Four and a half.
1: Four and a half years of marriage. I am sure there were times where you were fighting and in your head you were like, I want to be with you. We're going to work through this. And then there was also that point at the end where you were like, no – we're not going to work through this. And we're like, to, to you, were those like two very
0: different moments in your brain? It's a really good question. So, of course, him and I had marriages hearts. We, we had, we, well, honestly, we spent the first year, no fights. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we would have things come up, right? There was never separation, divorce. None of that even entered my brain until the year before. Okay, the whole year before. Mm -hmm. So the first three, when something would come up, it was just not if we're going to navigate this, how we're going to navigate it, and we're going to come out better on the other side. Yeah. Because those were issues that you can work through. Okay, I think this is where you're taking me, actually. So those were things like, I don't know, what do we want to spend our money on? Mm -hmm. Pretty big things, but like totally you can work together on them. Then what ended up happening when it started to enter in my mind was irreconcilable differences, and that's like what you can file under. And it's like those are things like where do you want to live, what do you want to do, and where do you see yourself in the next five years. Wait, that's something you can file when you're getting divorced. Well, you can say like what's the cause? And in, in a lot of celebrities, that do they're like irreconcilable differences. Oh dang! And it's like that's a di- that's not what do we want to spend our money on. Mm-hmm. It's like that's like oh we're not even ending up near each other on our next five years. Yeah, like you wanting kids and him not, or vice versa. Yeah, like that, that could be a deal breaker if it means that much to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, I think you have to allow, when you start to allow yourself to really be yourself, then I think you're going to uncover some problems. Yeah. And with those problems, you can be like, we, we can go and stride with these together. Or you can be like, oh, we might not, we might not actually have anything in common moving forward. and That's okay. Yeah. But you know what it is? Only okay if you let it be okay. Like, sometimes the very thing that's wrong with you is just the thought that there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And I had to say that to myself. Like I'd be like, this is so bad. And it's like, Alex, it might not be that bad if you just stop thinking it's bad. Yeah. Like, the only thing that was wrong with me was just me thinking that there was something wrong with me. Yeah. It's like, you're just looking at, yeah, you married him. Now you're looking at your life forward, and it's not looking like it's going to be together, and you just are going to have to buck up and deal with that. What's worse than a cheap razor? Nothing. There's nothing worse than, like, razor burn and cut legs, and you just look like it's your first time shaving. Am I right? Yeah. So this year, I'm officially moving on from my cheap razor era, and we're going to grow up. Okay. Do, Do you know what we're going to start doing? We're going to start shaving with a nice razor. Welcome to Athena Club, because whenever I was in Miami over the holiday, I took with me just a bunch of cheap razors, and I I just wasn't ready for the beach, and it was just embarrassing. Have you ever had a travel story like that?
1: Yes, and can I just tell you something quick with with Athena Club? So, I've always had bumps all over my body after I shave. Mm -hmm. I started shaving with their razor, the bumps disappeared, and... Pete random just randomly touched my leg the other day, and he
0: was like, "Your leg is so soft. What did you change?" And I was like, "It's just my razor. Really? Yeah, that's the five precision engineered blades. I would imagine. I think so. And it's like (laughs) if you're not investing in your legs being shaved and your, you know what being shaved, like what are you investing in? Oh, no bikini razor line or razor burn. It's unbelievable. And like for the summer, but even for the winter, I'm a I am a winter leg shaver. Are you? Yes, because I like to feel my legs all soft in bed. Exactly. And so just like Jordan said, she used to get those goosebump type things afterwards, but now no longer because the Athena razors are incredible and they don't leave. So I have really dry legs mm-hmm. and this razor, it does not leave me feeling dull and itchy.
1: No, and it just makes me be so much more confident when I don't have
0: razor burn in my armpits, bikini line, or on my legs. Exactly. It's super smooth, you guys, and it's absolutely the best feeling ever. So if you're ready to upgrade your shaving experience, switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin that you care with Athena Club, head over to athenaclub.com to try their award-winning razor and body products and get 20% off your purchase with Me and Girl at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target. Trust me, you will not look back. Happy shaving. One more time, athenaclub.com and use the code Girl at checkout for 20% off your purchase. I think that's something that people need
1: to really think about is like when – because like you, like you made such a good point. Like when you start asking for validation, like that's when you kind of know in your gut it's over. But I think a lot of times the DMs are like, like do we keep working through this problem? Is it time to end it? Is it time – like I just like don't know and – yeah, I feel like it's it comes down to, okay, if you work through it and you continue on their path, like, are you going to be happy in five years or are you going to be happier ending it on a, and on a different path? Because, like, those are such different things. Like, they want a kid you don't versus, well, they want to live in a brick house and I want to live in a wood house. Right. You know what I mean? Learn to love the brick one then both yeah, of you. that's not going to affect your entire life. But the—what did you say— Irreconcilable, irreconcilable. Like that will literally change the trajectory of your life. Yeah, and like you only get one life, and unfortunately, sometimes you have to make massive decisions and end relationships to, in order to continue in the life that you will be so happy in.
0: It yes, and, it, and when you end a relationship, you kind of have to be okay. I don't even, I don't want to touch on this so much because, but it's. it was a really big part of it. You have to say, people are going to have opinions on this. Yeah. Do I care more about those opinions than I do about my happiness? hmm Especially with divorce versus just a breakup. Totally. If, okay, so that's one mountain you're going to have to climb and get over. And really, if you make the right decision, that mountain's a lot easier. In fact, rewarding. hmm the other thing is, okay, if I, if I would sit and get really quiet and put my phone up, I meditated a lot. And I'd, I'd like try to get to my true, 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 true self. And I would play the scenarios over in my head. I'd say, okay, you stay married and you guys work through the, the finance, the this, the that, the other. Okay, how do you feel? And I would cry because I'd be like, no, I'm just I'm still not, like it doesn't feel right. And I like, didn't know what that was i be like, how does it not feel right? Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, you can get over these things. Mm-hmm. You These problems you're listing out, Alex, like, you can get over them. But he, we could have solved all those problems. And it was our old CEO, Erica, that said it to me. And I, when she said it to me, I just, I remember staring at her thinking, you've hit it on the head. She said, if there's a hole in your heart, there's just a hole in your heart. And if you feel it now, you will feel it in 30 years. And she was like... I know, I know the hole in the heart, and I, you know, I poured myself into work and all these other areas, and I was like, and I just, I felt, and it was nothing he did. I just, I felt that hole. I, I wanted to ignore it more than I wanted to breathe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Truly, there were times where I was like, I, I, what do I do to fill it? I'll do anything, and I just couldn't, and I knew the answer.
1: It's so amazing how something so simple, like, or such like a a simple question like that or a phrase can hit you so hard and like totally change
0: your outlook on a situation right and it, and it can just and it, she probably said it thinking nothing of it mm-hmm. and maybe it just somebody that was listening felt something about it but here's the thing I think happens that you and I see and I, I was not this person I didn't stay in a relationship that I shouldn't have been in yeah um Because I think a lot of people would argue I should have been in this relationship.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, by society's standards, you were in, like, the perfect relationship.
0: Yeah, so nobody was like, oh, it's so toxic, Alex, come on. Yeah. Right? That would have been easier. But I do think you and I hear a lot of situations where there's, like, settling involved Mm -hmm. or ultimatums arrive and it's just easier to move forward with it because there's some fear around ending it. Yes. And those are the ones where— I caution, because if you're thinking it then, I wouldn't imagine it gets easier. It, it, nothing ever gets easier in a relationship. I would say, you know, I'm like, oh, if it's that, if it's that way then, or if you're if you're asking us now and you've been dating a year, I don't know. Yeah, really, really think about that. People
1: all like, whenever I've asked people advice in relationships, a lot of older people always said, if you don't like the way they act now. It's just gonna get worse. People's actions don't get better over time. So if someone's rude, just like if they, you don't like that, someone's rude. They're just gonna get ruder over time.
0: right. They're not just gonna get nicer to you over time. right. They're a little selfish at the beginning. they're not gonna they're not gonna become less selfish. yeah they're not gonna be more selfless because you taught them that. it's just it'll always be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I do and I think there's different levels of compatibility at different levels of life that I think make a big fact, that they play a big factor into it. And I'll say this too, like I don't know why I went through what I went through yet. Like I don't know other than, well, I know for myself, I understand the meaning of life a lot more now. Mm -hmm. I understand what I want to be. I understand my relationship with people's opinions. And I learned a lot about people who wanted to cause me more pain when I was in pain versus who wanted to, like, love me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've gained just a ton of empathy, and and I've allowed myself now to live, like, life gives me butterflies now more than ever. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always wanted. I don't know that you necessarily need to go through a divorce to get there. Like, I think a lot of people are there, which is really lovely for them. So when it comes to the relationship issues, I always think people wonder why go through it. Like why, you know, if we're okay, we're at like a 70%, we really need to go find somebody that's hundred and go through this whole thing of ending this. And to that I I think I say, yeah, that's worth it.
1: Oh my gosh, I think that sometimes ending relationships can be so beautiful because new beginnings happen. I don't I don't like how we think of relationships ending as such negative things because with everything that's ended in your life a brand new opportunity or beginning has come. And I think everyone is in your life, like we've said before a million times on the podcast, the reason he's in lifetime. And without Graham, if you would have re- removed him fully from the equation, for all we know, you could be with somebody else in Oklahoma with five kids never even doing social media. You know what I mean? Right. Like you meet everyone for the right reason. And I I believe like in the domino effect. And I think Graham brought you to New York and helped you build this amazing business and the podcast and met all these people and like it's just such a beautiful like he brought such a beautiful time
0: in your life he you're right he totally did and and when we talk about relationships ending we're not talking about ending it with the person you're madly in love with and you're not questioning yeah we're saying I think what we're saying is if you're feeling it so loudly mm-hmm. it's okay To say, okay, I think for the rest, you know, I've got a long life ahead of me. Like life is short, but life is long. Yeah. And you get to pick what you do with it. So like if you're feeling that you're not alone Mm
1: -hmm. and like
0: that is okay
1: to feel. I love that. I really think that so many people listening are like, I I truly believe like what you just shared is going to help a lot of people because I would say 99% of our DMs are around that. And so many people deal with this on a daily basis. They could even be leaving, simple as leaving a job or ending a relationship maybe with a family member or a friend, like this falls into every aspect of life. You can use this message to navigate. Totally. Like, I know, I feel like, like I can even like recall so many things in my life where I'm like, I wish I would have learned this when I was younger because it would have helped me
0: leave a relationship sooner. And some of that is like friendships in my head. And do you know what I've never really seen happen? What? I've never seen somebody say like, okay, I'm not sure if I should break up with them. And then, or I'm not sure if I should end this friendship or leave this job. And then we decide they should. Mm-hmm. And then two months later, no, I've never one time heard a scenario where someone's like, should have stayed with them. Like, never. Or, man, I really missed that friend. Or I can't believe I left that job. It's always like, I knew I should have. I mustered up the guts to do it. And it was so tough. But I'm sitting here now saying the best decision I ever made, and I'm better because of it. A thousand percent. If you start to feel that you should leave overwhelmingly something, I think that that is a sign. I I really do think so. Now, I don't know because we're not your gut. Yeah. But I think if your gut is telling you something, and the only problem is you're afraid to follow it, that's where I would say tenfold follow it. I completely agree with that. You know, I was so quick to say afterwards— After the divorce, I would say, of course I believe in love. Mm -hmm. Now more than ever. And I do. And I love love and I love the concept of it. But I'm more scared than I thought I was of... I'm less scared in the sense of I do know the feeling I want. But I'm more scared in the sense of, I don't want it to come out wrong, but like, I think when you're not looking for safe or simple, it's not the right word. But when you're not looking for safe in a relationship, and you're almost looking for fireworks or something, mm-hmm. I think with that comes more spice, but more hard times. And what I had was a relationship that simple's not the right word, but it wasn't super volatile. I don't want to say com- comfort comfortable, it, but it was comfortable. And it was it was a bunch of wor- soft words. It was kind. Yeah. It was comfortable. It you were complacent. Is that yeah? Like these are sounding like disses, but it it's not that.
1: No, I don't think it's I don't think simple is a diss. It's just, it was just easy. Yeah, but like easy in a way where not like healthy easy. Just like everything was just
0: it was just there. Right. And I think that I think fear when when you're when you leave a relationship and then you go to a new one. Well, the fear is it's not going to be like the one you had before. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different. Well, and if it's different, well, I don't know how to do different because all I knew was how to do the first one, but I don't want that again. So I'm going to do something else. Mm -hmm. Well, what's something else? Something else is hard. So I'm a bit scared of that. But the answer to it is, am I more scared of that, doing something new and different that I'm drawn to, am I more scared of that or am I more scared of complacency, soft? No, I'm more scared of the complacency and soft. Yeah. So I would rather like bear the fruit of this second relationship. But I think the way to differentiate if it's fear around that or what's, what's the first part of the question?
1: I was just going to say, I need to read this question again. Um, How do you know if it's doubt in the, in the new
0: relationship or implanted fear because of the last relationship's results? I think you have to ask yourself, what were my last relationship results? Mm -hmm. Okay, and then take those and say, am I afraid of that and this? I think most of the time the answer is no, you're not. Unless you go and date somebody that's oddly similar to the person you were with before, then it's probably that, but otherwise it's probably fear with the new relationship. Like, you're probably having the classic first person you're dating. Like, there's something you're afraid of with Pete. Let's pause to talk about the one and only... BetterHelp, because this show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you guys know how much we love therapy. Jordan, what is like your life-saving thing in January about therapy? Oh gosh, to be nicer to myself. Oh, yes. Jordan and I have been going to therapy because we are such proponents of playing offense on life, not defense. So even when things are going great, you need to still be working everything because you can't just start in the bad times. What's your favorite thing that you've learned from therapy this week?
1: Probably that, and we're going to talk about this on the pod, that I need to work more in the gray zone. I'm so zero to 100 that I need Mm. to be more
0: okay with being in the middle and not having everything be so extreme. Okay, I love that. And see, she probably would have never come to that on her own because we we can't (laughs) self-assess, but your therapist can definitely help you. And so, safe to say, Jordan and I have always benefited from therapy. And whether you have or not, you guys want to give BetterHelp a try because— It's extremely flexible because it's entirely online, it's convenient, and it's suited exactly to your schedule. So everything in the new year is all over the place, but with therapy, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, and all you have to do is have your laptop sit down and do your appointment. It's unbelievable. So this year, you guys, make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mean girl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, dot pcom slash Mean Girl. Enjoy.
1: As someone who's like gone through, and I'm just going to use the word trauma, like anything that's like affected you in a past relationship, going in that in a new relationship, I've always been able to tell deep in my gut if it's trauma from my past relationship or actually this person's issue. Like, for example, the person that I saw that like we did the Heartbreak episode about all that. My gut was telling me that, no, this is not your trauma journey. He's just not a good person for you. And then, for example, with Pete, maybe there's, I've worked through so much in therapy over the past few years, but there's been a few things that have come up. I know it's, it, it's actually my trauma. and has nothing to do with Pete. Like your gut just knows. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe it, but like your, your are at least for me, like my gut, like every day, was like Jordan, this is a him problem, not a trauma problem. And with Pete, it's like this is a trauma problem through and through. Go to therapy today,
0: <laughs> right? And and but neither are bad. No, like you're allowed to be afraid of trauma. Yeah, and you're also allowed to be afraid of like, because I do you know what? What on the right on the other side of fear is what is it? We used to know this. Right on the opposite side of fear is like anger. No, it's like the best, it's a good thing. Oh. Oh my God, right beside fear is what? Hold on. On like the, on the wheel? Yeah, yeah, it's like the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything you want is right beside fear. Oh, freedom. That's usually what it is. So it's like, I think it's good to be afraid of these things and have your senses go off and be like, are you afraid of something that happened in the past? Or are you just like afraid... Maybe Pete is super XYZ and you're like, that's either good for me or bad for me. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. Yeah. And so probably most of the time it's a good thing. And so it's just like recognizing that and not being afraid of it, but just being able to say, I'm really afraid in this relationship. Yeah.
1: And you have to communicate that with your partner. Mm-hmm. You have to not take it out on your partner. And like I think that's the biggest thing too, with that people who were affected in past relationships, they make all these assumptions about their new partner. And they start to take it out on them and they have to take a step back and be like, this is a me problem. I need to communicate this with them
0: because they've actually done nothing wrong. Right. And it's like, just talk to them about it. We used to say so often, there was a lot that grandma did, right? Mm -hmm. And one of them was like phenomenal communication. And you, and you bringing up communication is so funny to think about that you would just expect to date Pete for four months and that you being a human being that functioned on your own for 28 years and him being one that functioned for 30 years would just come together and in four months know how to totally coexist
1: there's no way do you want to know what's so fascinating to me and something i've learned through like therapy this was not something i learned on my own so many people have been like well like blah like pete seemed and this was like my old relationship too they'd be like well, i use Pete as an example. they be like, Pete seems so great, blah, blah. Like, why does he do this? Or, like, why do you do that? It's like, because we communicated about it and asked it. Like, so many girls,
0: for example, are like, I wish my boyfriend would bring me flowers. Have you ever asked him for flowers? Well, and, and on that, too, I bet when Pete said, when, when flowers got brought up, you could have said, oh, never give me flowers. Yeah. Even though you want them. So the only cue he has was your lower level self being petty yeah out of fear that your last boyfriend didn't bring you flowers so then you said I don't want flowers or you wanted to be a cool girl that wasn't needy yeah and it's like he and instead you probably were like I love flowers literally and he's like oh then I'll bring you flowers yes like even like for example um so P always makes dinner
1: 90% of the time and my friend was like oh my god that's amazing like that's you're so lucky like that's awesome and in my head I was like yeah but also we have this rule where if one person cooks like I clean up everything like he he cooks dinner I clean the dishes I put them away I, I clean up the kitchen blah blah so and then if I cook dinner he does that so it's like like people might see something like oh you're so lucky you have that it's like because I've communicated with him like I told him I was like this will always be a partnership we'll always be a team Never think once if, when we spend the rest of our life together, that you're ever going to be watching TV while I cook and clean. Right. And, and I will never be watching TV um and sitting on my butt if you cook and clean. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I always tell my mom that, like, I, like seeing how my dad and brother are sometimes I'm like, I'm like, mom, I'm like straight up with Pete and I like tell him how I'm feeling because I never want there to be like this resentment
0: that he's not doing something because I never told him. Totally. And and that's all you can do is, and I think it's tough up front to be communicative because one of two things is going to happen. He's going to receive it and be like, I'm, I'm with you on this. Yeah. And you guys will move forward in stride. Or you'll say something and he's like, no. Yeah. And it's like, that's scary. But really the only way you guys can move forward is if you do hit the nail on the head and just say, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and watch TV. Neither are you. Yeah. And he can take it or leave it. But like, look, you've learned he takes it every single time and it works for you guys. A thousand percent. Like in my past relationship,
1: we failed because he just stopped trying and never did anything. I felt like I was doing everything. In the beginning of Pete and I's relationship, the night that we had dinner with you, we got in our first massive fight because I felt like that week I was doing everything. Mm. And I exploded at him. And he's like, what is wrong? And I was like, you're not doing anything. He's like... He's like, then tell me, like voice how you're feeling. Cause I was taking out at him cause I was assuming he was like my ex.
0: And you were like, oh my God, he's left me. He doesn't care.
1: Exactly. I'm like, this is going to be a relationship with the rest of our life. Like he's never going to do anything for me. He doesn't care blah, 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 all these things. Since we've had that conversation, I've never once felt that way again.
0: Isn't that, and, and, Isn't that and it crazy? Was, and it, but it is, he wouldn't have, did he know your ex was like that? No, he had no idea. Isn't that funny? Because that's going to be something that would come up for you. Of course, you would feel some type of way around that. Yeah. But he doesn't know that. You probably didn't even know that when you were feeling it. I did, and
1: all of a sudden it clicked to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to end up like my past relationship, and it's going to be miserable my whole life." Oh my! Like I started spiraling,
0: and he's and like, "No." I just like
1: blew up in his face, and he was like, "What the heck?"
0: I think it's really. I think that's. I think that's a really valid point of like, is it trauma or is it current? Mm-hmm. Because on the flip side of that's so like that's a really good example of past trauma, but also. If Pete always let the dishes pile up. Yeah. You know, and your ex never did that. And that's just not something you were used to. And you were just like, man, I don't know. And maybe, maybe you can handle dishes that pile up. No. (laughs) But maybe you also were like, I think this is actually a problem and it's a new problem and I'm not okay with it. Yeah. And it's like both styles are okay. Yeah. You really got to just communicate. And I think be, be okay saying, all right, I'm off and I'm Mm -hmm. mad or I'm sad and here's why and I don't even know if it's valid but wouldn't you rather me give you something that could not be valid and say it out loud yeah. than you would me hold it in
1: and don't be afraid to share your fears with your your new partner totally like if if like for example if you and Mr. President were talking and you were like hey this really worries me because of my past relationship I would bet my life that he would take that with open arms and be like let's talk about it cuz I never want you to feel worried or scared Totally and vice versa. Yeah. And if you have someone that you don't feel that way, then maybe they're not the right person for you. But like you, you should be wanting to hear your partner's fears and like wanting to make them feel so safe. So
0: safe and have the wherewithal around it. Yeah. You know, to be like, okay, what I shouldn't do here, because this is press a trigger button, mm-hmm. you know, then you, then you learn, like it's such learned behavior of how to coexist.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I wish we had like a funny listener question.
0: <laughs> this was like, I love this episode, but
1: yeah, I know. So they're like sad. A,
0: is there something lighter? I know the other two topics,
1: which I'm not, we're not talking about today. We're going to say that for next week is like <laughs> abandonment in a relationship. No. No, I'm so glad that you shared what you did share though, because it is a lot of brain power and it's so like emotionally taxing, but I know everyone listening is going to take a piece from what you said and really appreciate it.
0: And I'll say this to the listeners, too. Like, I do want to get to a place where took me a while to do the first episode. took me a while to do this one. Mm-hmm. And I want to get to the place where I can look back on it thoughtfully and recount it in a way that's productive. Mm-hmm. This is, like, the best I have right now. But I do think with time, you know, in six months, I could say, oh, my gosh, you guys. Also, I can tell you now. Yeah. And I want to keep being able to share that. But it's. I'm able to move forward now mm-hmm. in a healthy way. And like I did a, lo- a lot of healing around it, but it was so painful that I just want to ride that wave. Yeah. No, I love that. And you can take as much time as you need. Ride the wave for as long as you want. Thank you. I do to find it wave. healthy to talk about it with anybody, even Mr. President. I'm just like, hey, get check this out. I love that. You know, like to be able to just say this is an experience that I lived. And I think that shows, I don't know what it shows, healing around it. But I love that he's open to listening. Totally. Because it's such a big part, you know, of your life.
1: Yeah you can learn so much from each other. So I love that. Um, and we love you guys. Yeah, we do. And we'll see you next week.
0: Okay, that's it for today's episode. As always, thank you for listening to Mean Girl Pod powered by Just Media House. I'm Alex Bennett. And I'm Jordan Woodruff. So, A.B., do what you do best. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review. We are at Mean Girl Pod on all platforms. Stay connected with us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and Snapchat at Mean Girl Pod. Podcast and social artwork and post-production by Creative Evolution Studios. Theme song to the Mean Girl Pod performed by Sergi Asbel. Mean Girl Pod, where your besties and your ear, new episodes every Monday.